Welcome, welcome, welcome. Look, I say it's been a while, but we took a little short vacation. But welcome back to Three Black Guys and Larry. Got a very special show for you this afternoon, tonight, morning, wherever you're at. Hey, what's going on, Larry? What's going on with you? It's good. I want to get into this. I think it's very important. It is. It is. A few things that happened. How's it going, Mr. Keith? Oh, no, it's going good. Uh, The summer has been great. I've seen uh, some good movies this summer, so uh, yeah, it's been good so far. And The Dark Knight. Hey, you know how it is, your boy Black Jesus on the street, blessing y'all fools. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. well, well, you know, uh, I could tell you, it's been very interesting summer here in the United States of America. Um, you know, a lot of things that are really happening, of course, if you're living under a rock or you're living somewhere in Iraq. You probably wouldn't be knowing what's happening, but if you do, uh, you know there's a lot of things that's been coming down. Uh, one, of course, is you know all the school shootings and event shootings and mass shootings here in the country, and it, which has really spurned a lot of things around gun control. Uh, but you also understand too, hey, it's an election year. You know, both parties are basically trying to promise what they're going to do and really deliver on anything, but. Supreme Court, hey, they've been delivering the whole couple of weeks. One, is, of course, is this law that's been in place. If you live in the New York City area, you would know carrying a gun just through maybe a store or an airport to get you a year or two years in jail. Not any longer mm. because the Supreme Court basically comes down and says, hey, you want to bring your gun? Go ahead and bring it. You know, we don't really care. We fact, that should be unconstitutional. And that sort of set the president. And so while we still soaking in on that, Roe v. Wade happens, and uh, which basically is kind of taking away the constitutional right to have an abortion. So, you know, I know we're four men sitting here, but, you know, I think it's going to have implications for everybody, everything that's going on. So, I mean... I mean, what's your guys' opinion about what's happening with this court lately? Man, I'm thinking vampires are running America, big dog. <laughs> Talk about y'all seen that blade that blade movie? I'm pretty sure these children are gonna be used as like cattle in the future because for some reason this is fucked up. Oh, you know, you can't you, you get abortion now? You can't get an abortion? Who wants your kid to live and become cattle in the future? Yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of old dudes and things in the fucking White House in the background saying, Yeah, we need more resources. Yeah, we need more bodies out here, dog. Cut that shit out. Yeah, it is no. kind of rough, right? <laughs> they're, like, they're like Clarence Thomas in the house, and now he feels special, man. You know, right? They did let him get the big piece of chicken, uh, and hey, all of a sudden, <laughs> he's been upgraded to be in the house. Now. He's in the wow. house. He ain't outside anymore. What's that? Uh, Save your children from, uh, from Django, Samuel Jackson's character, uh, 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 Stevens. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Stephen. Oh, little house yeah, Negro. Yeah. So, so, so. I mean, the thing is, I think y'all brought a point up. And Keith, I was kind of hearing your point of view. It's like you got a bunch of old guys who basically Bagra probably wouldn't work at this point. And they're making decisions on what's going to happen to women's bodies and stuff. And it's not just the bodies. I mean, mean, let's just keep it real. It's going to affect, you know, relationships. It's going to affect people going to work. Um, You know, it's going to affect jobs. And employers, like now, maybe do we have to give women more time off? I think 
lot of them only give you like maybe six weeks, and some of the ones that's really, really liberal give you nine weeks. Shit, the way we're going, they're going to be like, yo, you better have that kid in the back office and get back to yeah, work. Seriously. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, so, put him to work too. I mean, so, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Keith, do you see it like impacting like, like, you know, in your walks of life and things you see or what? Um, obviously, I, I do think it's, it's going to impact, um, not just, you know, our communities, black and Hispanic. Um, also, I think white communities as well. It's going to impact them as well. Um, but you, I think you guys, I think you hit the nail on the head with the whole, you know, maternity leave type of thing. Like, if you're forced to, you know, have this kid or you can't afford to, you know, go to a, a state where abortion is legal, um, hey, look, you're going to have to go back in there. You're not only going to have to have a baby, right? Um, you have to go back to work when you may not be mentally ready. You may be going through some level of postpartum. You may be mourning the fact that, you know, your body isn't going to look the same as it did before the baby afterwards. But on top of that, you know, on top of that, you're going to have to pay for child care as well. So, you know, if you don't have a, you know, let's say, for instance, maybe the father isn't in the picture for whatever the reason may be on top of, you know, not having, you know, the father there. You may be looking at having to pay for childcare, going to work when you're not ready, mental health issues from having the baby, and then on top of that, by the way, you have a whole you have a whole like life to take care of for the re- for the rest of your life. So you know, it, it's just it it affects all of us. Honestly, it affects all of us in some shape, way, or form. Yeah, I just think about like how many these people going to turn up like. You know, uh, they had one of these uh, congressmen. I don't. Well, she's a state congressman, and I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Trump had a rally, and she said she just want to thank Trump for providing, you know, saving white life. And then she says, "Oh, Wait, whoa, no, what whoa, saving what now?" Yeah, you uh, didn't hear yeah, it. She yeah. said, um, "Thank you, Trump, for." No, it was something like making better, like making white lives better or something like yeah, that. Saving and, white lives. And, and oh, she that's says, what it's all about, big dog. What you talking and about? And she says, oh, no, I didn't mean that. Uh, I, I meant the right to life. But how do you get the right to I mean, that's about white. White life. Yeah, she says white life. And and, it's sort of, I, and the point I mentioned is this because what do you think this fundamental is really about? You know, I have my view. I think the reality is if you look at sort of the birth rate um, where Hispanics, Latinos are having lots of kids procreating. You know, we know in certain states like Texas, Mexico, California, they're quickly becoming a majority. You have black procreation where it's gone down. It's pretty steady, right? It's not like going up, but it's pretty steady. But if you look at the number of white women that are having kids in the last 5, 10, 20 years is low. Very, very, very low. And so, you know, I've heard rumors and that this is really about trying to get, you know, white life. You know, they want to be able to kind of make sure that they don't lose that majority. So think about it. It's like if you most who gets most abortions. It's not Latinos. It's not blacks. It's white women. Mm, too poor to afford it. Yeah. So it's like if we could stop that, then they're going to have to have kids. Now, I think that's an asinine point of view because we all know that white women love some black people. Hey. Ooh. And you're going to start finding. All these caramel babies going to be running around. 
Who's I'll the pappy? Them. I don't know. Most I'm of those white men out there. <laughs> That's my baby. I know you guys love them cuckolds. Hey. See, so. so it just truly takes away the cuckold, right? You can't really do that. Y'all anymore. ruining it for us, big dog. Yeah, man. I mean, because well, you, you slip. And then all these guys, you know, want to go raw. That's about the end. No, it's not. Well, you know. That's, <laughs> the raw boys, where y'all at? No, it's not. Well, I mean, you know, we're not no. talking about people individually starting the tribe of Israel themselves <laughs> with 12 kids. Hey. But you're going to start seeing a lot of that, right? I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, Bobo from around the corner. How many kids you got? I got 12. I'm talking about the average guy who's going out on the night or the average girl. It's going to affect one night stands all over the country. Oh, for sure. Nick Cannon about to be pissed. <laughs> 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 I mean, what do you think? Because that Keith? dude's about to have two soccer teams playing against each other soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Key, what do you say? You don't say it's going to affect it. Uh, no, I, no, I, I really, I, I don't think so. Um, I think when you talk about, I don't know. I, I think with that crowd, I, I'm not trying to use like you know any type of like you know, yeah. uh, dog whistles here. But when you talk about that crowd, um. Uh, Roe v. Wade, that's not going to change their whole mindset whatsoever. Like they, that's the furthest thing from their mind to begin with, because they're not thinking about long term to begin with. So, even if that comes down, I mean, they ain't thinking about that. They're probably still saying, "Oh, well, Plan B's still there, so I can still get my raw dog on, and she can get her Plan B." They might take that that away if you keep it up. Which which is you're going towards contraceptives, contraceptives now. so I don't know that that's going to be probably affected in the states that you know are banning abortion. Right. In fact, I think the Supreme Court, uh, your Supreme Court Justice Clarence Tom- Thomas, mm. uh, he, you know, one of the things they say that they may want to go after now is contraceptives. So that means birth control. Yeah. And what's really literally happening is unprecedented that they're rolling out major constitutional sort of right decisions day after day like they're really like doing like a blitzkrieg on all of this stuff and so the next thing up the docket is contraception so what you mentioned keith that plan b may be going (laughs) you may need to think of another you're right you (laughs) better need to come up with another plan a about that they about to start getting them uh them iron them uh, the wires hot again it's gonna be it's gonna be horrific I mean, yeah, they used to use wire yeah. hangers. Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah. I I know I just yeah, no, it's just but that, crass. I, no, I, I know what he's saying. But, but that, come back, it's y'all. just kind of crass. I'm just we're going straight. We're going backwards, bro. That's what I'm saying. No, That's what we I'm are. Saying. We are going backwards. So it's like the realization is, it's like here's my point. I want to kind of bring you guys a point of view. Now they come out a day before mm. and says, oh, everybody should have a right to have a gun. You can't just. This is their right, you know, and they want to. Go, you know, become constitutional lawyers and, you know, state what, you know, Thomas Jefferson and all the rest of these people who were slave masters, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I mean, stated about what we should have and not have. But they say, oh, no, this is your constitutional right to have a gun, you know, but it's not a woman's constitutional right to decide what happens with her body. Now... I have my own personal opinion about abortion, right? I don't think if I had to, I was in that situation, I wouldn't want the person I'm with to have an abortion. But I can't sit here and tell 
this woman and that woman, she shouldn't do something with her body. I think that's wrong because here's the situation. I don't see anybody stopping some woman from buying a beer who's pregnant. I don't see someone basically telling you, um, you know, they put you shouldn't. If she goes to a bar, oh, you shouldn't give her a drink. Or little Johnny riding, big Johnny riding little Johnny on his three-wheeler and they don't need a helmet because it's their right not to wear one. So if we're talking about life, we're... Whose life are we really trying to protect here? Or is it sort of just some male-dominated sort of way of saying we're trying to put things back in perspective, and particularly also, with white supremacy? I ain't trying to be on no conspiracy shit, but we're in like, uh, weren't there exceptions to um, the whole abortion thing with like incest and things like that? Apparently, I'm hearing that that's on the table now. Like, oh, even if it's incest or that, Certain you still got to have it. Certain states' rights where they can decide, I think, like... Uh, Certain states like Louisiana and other places saying they want to just ban it outright. Yeah, like even if it's like incest or anything, like oh, goddamn Alabama special. Dude, well, <laughs> no I want to go back to the Constitution thing because I want to speak to the Constitution, like people that think that the Constitution is word for word what it is. It's not a living document. In the Bill of Rights, there is a clause that speaks to rights that we may not know we need at the at, at that specific time. So at the specific time there was no need to have uh, women um have abortion rights because we didn't know that was an issue. There was no good medical uh procedure for abor- abortions. But now that we have it, we now know that it's a constitutional right for women because if you want to be a constitutionalist, that is what the forefathers wanted for its people. And to the other point that, you know, we have we have um, people that say, like, the potential of life is uh, being conceived in women's wombs. I'm sorry. But most of you white people, man, oh, shit. Are, are, are probably cracked addicts. Your your child is not going to be anything special. It's going to be part of the cycle that you've created, that your parents created, of being crack addicts, heroin addicts, part of this opioid crisis. I'm sorry, but your kids will not be anything special. You won't be sucked out of that uh, cycle of poverty. And that's why they're going toward DACA. They're trying to get the Hispanics next. Yeah, no, but you got a point. They can't stop the black conquest, though. But here's the deal. I think what Larry made a point, right? You know, other than, you know, I mean, of course, is we appreciate our white listeners and, and crackheads and, 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 and all the rest of them. I think the Three point. black guy and Larry, crack pipes coming soon. Here's the point I'm making, though. It's like, where do we decide on what's a right to do versus, no, you can't do that. I don't know, but I think just, you know, the gender should vote on that. Like, why is it all old white men voting on stuff that women have to do? Right. Now, it feels like a jury. This was like a whole, like, board of white, like, not white, but board of women. That would make more sense. Like, okay. They, like a whole Supreme Court of women. A whole Supreme Court of women. Right. You know, about 12 of them. Hey, you know, we've got this, a, what, this, we this want, is what's going on. With the women. With the women. We getting feedback from our sisters out here. We're like, all right. That's what I want to do. Okay. That'll never happen. And, and to me, like, you know, they, they talked about Democrats, <laughs> never you know, expanding the court to 15 judges. 
because they're the uh, Republicans, you know, fear mongered that they're going to pack the courts. But that's exactly what the Republicans did. They packed the courts right. with Republican sellouts. And Biden's like, oh, I, I still don't want to do it. The like, Democrats have no backbone. Like, that's yeah. the truth. They, they, they were singing Kumbaya. They have no backbone. After the, the, the Supreme Court decision, they were singing uh, God Bless America. They Come on, like, Joe. We don't need you. To do that, we need you to represent the people that put you there. No, they don't. They, the Democrats have no backbone, especially Joseph, whatever the fuck his middle name Sleepy is, Biden. He, he, they don't have a backbone. Like Joe, <laughs> Joe Biden, to me, he's, he's, uh, I don't even want to say he's a moderate Democrat. I would say he's like, 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 like not even moderate, whatever's left of moderate. I don't know. I'm not trying whatever to. Whatever he needs here. to be Democrat. Whatever. He's like uh, somebody who would throw away their vote. Whatever. But my <laughs> point. My point is that part of this is also on the Democrats because before Trump left, right, he was able to get. I think it was who Amy Coney Barrett in. Uh-huh. He was able to get Amy Coney Barrett before he left. The Democrats did not put up a fucking fight at all. They don't. They're not willing to go dirty and slimy the no. same way the Republicans are. They're not willing to to get low and do what they have to do to play the game. Like. Like they were singing Kumbaya after the decision. That's what they want to do. They want to sing Kumbaya. And like you over here singing Kumbaya, they're out here ripping uh, your heart out. Voter suppression. They're out here putting in their Supreme Court justices in. They're out here setting precedent. The Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. Every courthouse, uh, whatever practice or whatever, they cite the Supreme Court. So. I say that to say that part of this also falls on the Democrats. Oh, a lot of it falls it on the falls Democrats. It falls on the Democrats. Uh, they've, had, absolutely. Sure. they've had over 20 years to kind of make sure Roe v. Wade was in place. Yeah, no, because they're bought out. They're bought out by corporate interests. Yeah. And, and, the, and so it's like they're going to do what's for the corporations. I mean, it, here's what I see. The More critical, bodies for the vampires. Here's some of the critical parts. I mean, the GOP. Yeah, Pelosi's going to go the suck The GOP, more in my opinion, has just allowed a lot of their people to start leaning toward fascism. Fascism, period. Really? I mean, this is not about conservatism. This is about fascism. And then, and if you're a true Republican or have voted Republican in your life, you can can seriously look yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? This is not the Republican Party that I grew up with. This is not the Republican Party under you know the Bushes. This is not the party under Don't Reagan. Call yourselves the Lincoln Party, Jesus. The Lincoln. It's not even a party under Reagan. This no is better. basically ain't no better either. You know, they, they ain't no better either. But Sorry. I'm just saying, Reagan Reagan is not a Trump. You know, he I may not agree with what, what he did fiscally, but he wasn't calling for people basically to say, in the words of Senator John Cohen, uh responding to Barack Obama's tweet about what happened is, well, I guess uh, uh you know uh, Ferguson's next, you know, about this about the you know the you know the and civil Brown rights. Versus the Board of Education. Yeah. Well. Like like who who does that? That's a form of fascism. And my point is this. What I see with the Democrats is that they're so intellectual, a bunch of intelligentsia. We take the high road. And they're so philosophical. Turn over the cheek. But you're dealing with people. It's almost like, have you ever watched the, uh, the show that used to come on? I don't know if it still comes on, Vikings. And uh-huh. how the Vikings would come, came into sort of what is now England. Uh-huh. And the people were kind of like, huh. And the Vikings basically are responsible. They became sort of uh, the Normans. I mean, yeah, you know, maybe. they became maybe half England, the people yeah. that lived in Italy, the Germanic tribe. They pretty much took over Europe. 
They're getting shit done. They form what is really modern day Russia, you know, but they came in as like just savages. Pillagers. Pil- yeah. and, That's and, a good and, business and, ethic. And the thing is, is that you got sort of the Democrats sitting there trying to negotiate. You can't, what did George W. Bush tell you? You cannot negotiate with terrorists. And these people are terrorizing the country. This far right wing, and, and look, it doesn't matter where you fall, right? You may say, well, I'm, I'm not for abortion. But they're going to hit you on something. They're trying to take away your rights. I think somebody says you have a few old white men who are trying to decide in a country that is one of the most diverse in the world about what every other group should think. Same-sex marriage is next. I mean, what do you think is going to end? Until one of the politicians gets exposed. No, uh, I don't that shit gets swept under the rug by another no, man. No. And watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever they get caught doing something, they change the law. Oh yeah, I don't the matter. party of convenience. I don't matter. They, Trump is out here peeing on Russian prostitutes and grabbing pussies and getting shit done. This is going on while by Putin. This is what the, the January six like hearings are shirt? still are currently going on, and this happened. So like, I like to answer your question, Unc. I don't have an answer. Yeah, I don't have an answer. Like they, the republic. Uh, excuse me. I don't want. I want. I don't want to call them Republicans. The the right. We'll call them the right. Right. Or the white. Because they, the right. they got some. They got some Republicans that ain't green with this. Right. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The right. They will. They will. The far right. They will get as low as they need to. Low. They'll need as low as they need to go to get whatever they need to get done. While the Democrats stick their noses up and. We're the party of the people when the popular vote every year, yet nothing gets done. Nothing. I ain't going to lie. That. I ain't going to lie. Republicans, they, they about that life. Them boys, them steppers. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time something controversial happens, the Democrats write like a fucking book. Like, oh, it's a 80-page, you know, document stating why this is wrong. Like, no one ain't going to read that shit. Republicans out here having conventions after convention after convention, paying all these people money. And what and we're doing is like, writing they're hammering in their ideology. Into we, these right. We still got idiots. the fucking my pillow dude just throwing pillows. You know, Trump didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, damn, these dudes are pretty good. Let me tell you something. I think you guys made a great point. They, they're doing this like the Democrats were caught flat footed. Every day they were just doing this January 6th panel, yeah. which we know is not going anywhere. Now, I've actually had a Democrat uh, party strategist says, well, the strategy is. If we can get the prosecutor enough evidence that's solid ironclad, we can actually get charges against Trump or do some sort of censure against him so he can't run again. Ain't going to happen. Okay. All right. It's going to happen as soon as he gets back in office and then he's going to pardon himself. Okay. No, after his term is over, that's when I go like, you know, we should arrest him. The guy wants to eliminate term limits. He'll be dead. Okay, no, you know what? This guy, like, he held his horse. I don't know what they I'm doing. just saying that with tongue-in-cheek. I don't, I don't yeah, but the thing is, is that, let me tell you. The thing is, he wants to give it a term limit. This McDonald preservatives, man. Pretty strong. Hey, man. Let me tell you. So the thing is, is that we have same-sex marriage that's going to be on the table. Yeah. Whether you believe in same-sex marriage or not. Because, you know, some people say, well, well, I'm, you know, my religious beliefs don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. And I would just tell people like that, even if you don't believe with that, they come with for you. Now they're talking about the civil rights bill, which affects black Americans. 
They're talking about immigration, which affects brown and Latino Americans. They're hitting it. The point is, is that they want to be the last person standing. When people tell you they want things to go back to make it great again, what's great for black people? 1950s, we was basically Jim Crow. What's great for Latinos when they basically took all the land and have them just working out there, you know, hoping they get some water for some fruit picking? I mean, what? What is great? And Native Americans are still fighting for their fucking rights. Don't have anything. So, I mean, I think I want to pivot. Like, they passed this gun law, mm. which to me was like sort of watered down. I mean, and they're sitting there holding hands like, yeah, this is the first real gun legislation we've had in whatever. But to me, until you take on assault weapons... Because I'm sorry, little Johnny who's driving 300 miles because he's listening to some Nazi website or podcast and wants to kill a whole bunch of blacks or Hispanics. He's not coming in there with a pea shooter. He's coming in there probably with an AR-15 or some sort of, you know, Russian assault or Chinese assault weapon. What do you think we need to do? I don't know, but I tell you what, it's funny how we all try to legalize weed, but they gave us more guns instead. Mm. This whole time we've been like, yo, man, we just all need to chill out. They're like, nah, yeah, more guns. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't know what's the agenda. You know, regular hand, you know, handguns makes a lot of sense, but all these automatic weapons, that's for the fucking gun range, bro. What, what, why, why, how does everybody have the right to get those? Well, we, well, like I said, but you have a big problem about legalizing weed or uh, giving women the rights for abortion. That's so fucking backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I don't um I feel like age restrictions are definitely needed because I, I, I do not trust no damn 18-year-old getting a gun. Um. I also don't, I just don't, I just don't know. But at the same time, the same argument that um, the Republicans use, or not the, that the right use is that criminals will get guns no matter what. And what did Rittenhouse do? He paid somebody with his stimulus check to get him an AR, drove out out to another state, and then killed somebody. So, like, I feel, I feel like even though they, they might stop these sales of AR-15s, these, these, the alt right is just so gun ho that they'll no matter what they'll just get their guns no matter what, get their high capacity magazines no matter what. And I think, to be honest, I just feel like the left or Democrats or if you lean, if you don't feel um, comfortable with guns, you still need to. I feel like you still need to arm yourself. It's just in our culture, I, and I think it's needed for everybody's just own personal safety, just because you don't know. You know what? Uh, comparing, like, I'm going to compare the gun world to the car world. You know how there's some cars that are like track only? Like if you're a millionaire, you can't, like, you can't take this car out. You got to leave it in like a, like a factory or a storage unit at yeah. that track because that's the only way you can drive it. Right. right? You can't drive it on the streets where you get arrested in it. Right, it. exactly. Why won't they get these high-powered guns on these, like, just make more big gun ranges? Because that's the only way you can use those fucking things and just have a storage facility where people come use their guns, their special weapons, out on a nice big old range out wherever in Texas or wherever. And then have the regular hand service pistols at home, you know. Like, I don't know why that that could be a good no, compromise. That's a, that's a good point. Well, like, won't uh, I go? I go to the range, get my gun at my locker, have fun with the with with the with the boys, 
put that shit back up. They ca- they catalog it. I go back home. Well, don't don't you know? Then minorities will then break into your home, and then what do you got? Your pistol. That's all nah, you got. But then, but then minorities, they they're armed to the teeth with them uh, black market guns. That is true. They're gonna break into your home and shoot you up. But isn't that that's why you gotta have isn't that your really, high capacity gun? But isn't that really what it's all about? Because black I can folks. tell you. And Brown, let me tell you, because I can speak from a little bit of a point of reference. And I can tell you that the only thing that a gun like that does is really to kill people. Yeah. Right? For sure. Uh, you know. You the bird hunter uh, they are. i tell you something. Uh, I've been a licensed gun owner. Right? I'm not one of these people who say I'm anti-gun. But I can tell you, having an AR-15... I mean, they talk about what happened to Uvalde, where they said they couldn't. They, they had so many, you know, this is graphic holes in those kids that they couldn't even identify them. That's ridiculous. Oh. And the fact is that you got these AR-15 sitting on the street, and you know what? In the pawn shops, you need to get rid of these damn gun shows that are selling this, uh-huh. because they know that it owns a certain percentage of those guns go out in the streets. By the way. Well, you get your palms greased by the NRA. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, but you know what? We need to start. You know, I think I thought our job was to protect. You know, corporate interests. Ex- well, that's what they really do: protect mm-hmm. corporate interests. But I thought the thing was to protect against those foreign and domestic. And I think that we have almost internal terrorism that's happening in this country. Well, this is from the perspective of. Three black guys and a Hispanic guy. But a lot of uh, melanin deficient people out there um, like that. believe that these guys aren't terrorists. They believe that these guys are lone wolves, maybe even mental health challenges. They're crazy. You know, their environment wasn't conducive to a healthy life. And this is why, you know, they're acting the way they're acting. They don't see this as domestic terrorism. And so, because they may not see it as domestic terrorism, they kind of see it as an isolated incident, the level of, shall I say, urgency isn't as high for them as it is for, or I don't want to say them, for some of the melanin deficient people out there as it is for us. Because we all see this. We see the manifestos, these, these crazies, right? We know that they're targeting, you know, certain people, you know. Um, we, we, we know this, we see this, right? Cause this has been part of our lives. This is what we've, this is, this is our reality. But, uh, for a lot of people out there for that, you know, for that guy who works at, uh, I don't know, who works at a bank in Chicago, who lives on, has a nice house in the suburbs. He sees it as, oh, well, you know, that was just a bad kid. This isn't terrorism. They don't see it as terrorism. So it's not really on their list of priorities. But so you know what? Easy. I think that America's blind because when you have a kid that goes out and straps himself to a bum because someone has invaded his land and occupied it and he blows up someone, we say that's terrorism. And it is to me. Now, whether the person had the right to do it because he felt a certain way doesn't give you the right to do it. I may feel that I'm wrong about something, but I can't go out into a bank and shoot everybody there because I felt like they, you know, shorted me on my deposit. And I think what's a greater thing is, is that, you know, 
just even look at the topics of critical race theory. Where we're, rid of that. where we're trying to talk about explaining, not really to just black kids and brown kids, but to all kids, white kids, indigenous kids, indigenous adults, black adults, white adults, Latino adults, because we all have some sort of bias. We all have unconscious biases about each other. And we know that history is really written by the winners. But it's saying that's just created sort of an open view of what the facts are. And the facts may not all be that George Washington won everything or he did this. Yes, okay, that's George Washington was a a great first president. He's the founder of our country. But he also was a slave owner that enslaved people and kept them and did not set them free. And on people on his plantation were raped and brutalized and whipped and choked and lynched. That's also a part of who he was. Right. Thomas Jefferson wrote the Constitution, you know, you know, he was really good in sort of writing that up, you know, and all men are created equal. But he didn't think that black people were even human. Thought they were maybe three-fifths of a person. Property. They were just straight property, like a chair or a horse or a carriage. Horse had, horse had more rights He also blacks. basically had children by a black woman and then set them free. So that's a part of him, too. And I think that if we start really telling the truth about what's not just what white people did, we need to also say, well, you know what? A lot of those black kings over there in what is now Nigeria and Congo traded their own people. Well, yeah, they're saying that now. To basically for, for, look, some gunpowder and a mirror. You trade your most precious resources, your people, to be enslaved. That's what racist, what the racists on Facebook say. Right. Well, what, you sold your own people, see? You, but, but you know you what? No but you know what? That's <laughs> also a part of our <laughs> truth as black men. That is true. The Latino community. Yes, you've been here. And, uh, and you know, and the man basically came and took your man, land and colonized. But a lot of you want to be a part of Spain. Who basically came over here and said that we're going to take the dumb indigenous and take all their gold. And you allowed them to have it. So that's also part of your truth. The reality is that we all have a part of truth that may be painful. But I think if we share these events with one another, we have an open view toward one another. It's like the point you're making, Keith. Maybe that guy who works in the bank in Chicago that lives in the suburbs or lives off Lakeshore Drive will say, you know what? Because I have a more well-rounded understanding of what other people are going, maybe that is a terrorist group. We're, well, we're generations from that. Um, we're generations from that. Like, I think if, if we were to institute those type of critical race theories within our curriculum now, we're maybe like a generation or two away from that. Because a lot of the reality is, is that, you know, a lot of the, the affluent, you know, white people, um, they feel like, a lot of them feel like, I don't want to generalize all of them. A lot of them feel like white people are put on trial every day. We're told we're horrible every day. We're told we're this, we're told we're that, and, you know, to the point where they just feel like it's not even an open mind anymore. It's just like white people are always under attack. And so because they feel like they're always under attack or they feel like they have to always, you know, you know, feel, quote, to quote someone, feel guilty for being white, like all that, you know, we shall overcome kumbaya shit that y'all talking, all that, you know, it, it, you know, to, to be crass about it, ain't trying to hear that shit. 
Like, I already get told that I'm not shit for being... Well, they, they think that I get told every day I'm not shit for being white. So, you know, watch y'all listen to what y'all got to say. Like, I ain't trying to hear that shit. So, you know, I see what you're saying. But that's a well-rounded individual that I feel like is way in the future. When we deal with these issues today, now. But you right? got to force change. And that's sort of the Democratic view, right? Democrat Party. We'll wait until mm-hmm. generations or wait till people come around. No great empire has ever changed based on whether Johnny or Latonio basically came around. It was made to happen. And for some of the white listeners that are listening, no, you should be proud to be white, proud to be Ukrainian, proud to be Italian, proud to be Irish. And no one's saying that. But you also got to understand, too, that the United States was fundamentally built on basically colonization servitude and other people's free labor that's a fact and you're sitting here just 200 something years later you're benefiting off of it because it's not like a thousand years of chinese history one of your great grandparents was part of that that was yesterday some people were alive right now grandparents parents were enslaved my that's, grandmother told me stories about her people being sl- slaves and she so, actually saw it so that's a realization $14 trillion was taken off free labor of people. You can't deny that. And it doesn't mean that you have to be shame of being who you are. But what it's saying is that if you truly believe that all men are created equal and everybody should be judged for judge, that means that you got to judge everybody square. You can't sit there and say, well, I got all the candy. And so don't get mad because I have all the candy. If you really feel that quality is there, put the candy out there for everybody and let every man and every woman go on their own merit. But that's not what happens. You have 500 C, uh, Fortune 500 companies. You only have like two or three of them that have black CEOs. You know, I don't know how, if you have maybe any of them that are Latinos. And then they tell us to work hard for it. Yeah. Because people at the end of the day hire and work and make laws based on the people they know. We would do the same. Okay. If I had was over a kingdom called Unk, and I want to hire some people, I'm going to hire Larry because I know him. I'm going to hire you, Keith. I'm going to, of course, make my defense, Secretary of Defense, you know, Eddie, the dark knight of everything. You know how it is. <laughs> and other people going to knock on the door, and you know, we're going to say no. But are we really practicing equality? And then people say, well, what's wrong with you? Well, don't get mad at us for, because we claim this table. Don't get mad at me. It wasn't me. It was Ankh. But you know you benefited off what I did. And I think when you start looking back at the Supreme Court laws this week, and let's face it, you got a lot of people upset. Women. Ruth Bader Ginsburg worked her whole life so that women can have a basic right. Now, uh, it's really good for us men to sit here and say, well, why are they bitching? But we also don't see it in their point of view. And that's where the whole idea of America is about, right? Supposed to proceed from people's multiple point of view. All of us are heterosexual men. Yeah. Viral. Viral. Not viral. Hope you guys are not viral. Hell no. Nah. Viral. I don't know. <laughs> if you don't strap up, you'll be viral. But no, the point is, is that you guys are heterosexual men. But you don't know what it's like to live in the life of a gay man or a gay gay woman in this country. 
Mm-hmm. So why are you making decisions on it? Didn't the founding father say there should be separation of church and state? But it doesn't seem like that anymore. So ain't it crazy how after Ruth died, everybody's re- repealing all this shit? Well, they waited for it. Well, they yeah, they were yeah. waiting for it. They're just waiting they for were, it to happen. Yeah, that's fucked up. So I mean, I guess we wrap it up. I mean, you know, we got a lot going on. I mean, uh, you, I mean, do you think you guys are voting this November or what? All I gotta say is, I've said this before on a previous podcast, is that the alt the alt right is uh, is is power proofing their party for decades to come. Mm-hmm. You are seeing it in action at the moment. So if you don't go out to vote, you are part part of the problem. If you don't think that your vote counts. You're a part of the problem. So you need to go out and vote. Because clearly the right does it year after year. And we've seen the potential of a conglomerate to be able to overthrow a could-be dictator. Even though Joe Biden is not the ideal candidate, but we were able to do it together and because of every single vote. And it wasn't it was it was by a lot of votes too. Mm-hmm. So if you don't vote this coming election, you're just going to exacerbate this power proofing that the alt right is trying to create. Oh yeah, and we got this these recorded podcasts, so we can go back next year, and we can sit here in Monday morning quarterback about what was said this second. Yeah, I mean, what about you, Eddie? What you think? Hey. Y'all seen what happened when you don't vote? Huh. Y'all, that's all I gotta say. Y'all, y'all see what happened when you we see under, it right now. Exactly when we underestimate people, <laughs> don't make that mistake again. Because you know that was a temporary thing. What if it's permanent next time? You know, you see how in China, how in them folks like, hey, you know, we're not doing elections no more. I'm in power mm-hmm. until I want to get out. And that can happen. And that, and we, like, you can't put nothing past nobody here in the U.S. Now you've seen what happened. What happens when these all these alt right people get in Congress and overpower everybody? And like, you know what? This dude ain't leaving. We like this guy, and y'all can't do shit about it because y'all let it happen. You know, you played yourself. Mm-hmm. And now look. So, like I said, hey, don't make that mistake again, big dog. Say it loud for the people in the back. Mm. So don't make that mistake again, big dog. <laughs> so what about you, kid? Um, I think the Democrats are soft as shit. Yeah. Um, Kate but, ain't lying. That boy ain't lying. Uh, uh, I'm going to have a roundabout way to this point, but I'm going to make a point. All right. We were all alive here in 2008, right? Right. And we saw we there were people all over the country that were in line. 6 a.m. I'll never forget it. 2008. Uh, my parents were watching CNN. Before we, before I took the bus to school, people were in line. Um, it's a 6 a.m. Central Time, right? So, like, you know, there are people... Anyway, people, anyway, there are people in line. And so, they were all voting for Obama. Like, 2008 was one of the best voter turnouts probably ever, right? So, we fast forward to 2010, right? There wasn't that same voter turnout. Republicans took control of Congress, all right? We cannot... When I say we, like the people that don't want to see people's rights being taken, that don't want to lose progress, that don't want to see 
the United States of America become the Trump states of America or whoever states of America. If you want to put DeSantis, Abbott, whoever, right? Uh It's not just going out there and voting in 2024. I'm going to vote in 2024. This year is an election year. Uh It's an election year this year. You can vote. There's a lot of things on the ballot that you can vote for, not just nationally, right? But in your state, in your county, goddammit, that you can vote for. Like, and I can guarantee you, especially if you early vote, the lines won't be that long. You know, I I think I can't speak for, you know, Hispanics, but, you know, I I can speak for, you know, a lot of black people. We wait until people, you know, try to tell us to go vote and they super sensationalize everything before we decide to get our ass up and go do something. Let's be proactive, man. Let's be proactive, you know. And, you know, and, you know, if we're more proactive, you know, maybe... A, a position like a position we lose or whatever the case may be, but we're a force to be reckoned with and we're coming right. Clearly, we have them all. They're shook. They're scared as fuck and they're shook. That's why they're doing what they're doing. But we have to be proactive. We can't wait until they solidify themselves before we decide, oh, to to, to do something, you know, or you know, I don't like Beto because he's a nerd, or I don't like Joe Biden because these gas prices high. That's irrelevant. Okay. That's irrelevant. Gas prices is high, though. Damn. I mean, they're high as shit. But would you rather your gas prices be high or, you know... Your freedom gone. Exactly. <laughs> you won't be back out There's there in the... camp out there in the field. Be out exactly. there in the cotton field. The Which gas one or the sure? whip? Which one, son? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but my point, my point is, is that we, we can't wait until Joe Biden gets on television to tell us to go before we do something. For Denzel Washington or Angelina Jolie or Brad Pitt to tell, Brad Pitt tell us to go vote before we do something. Let's do that for ourselves. Let's take control of our communities and let's just do it. You know, let's just do it. Let's not wait until we get that perfect candidate who got us, who got a clean fade like Barack does. No, let's, let's go do this now. Right. So let's be proactive. Let's just get on top of it. I want to, I want to add one more thing because Keith does bring up a good point right now. You have to read in between the lines of the headlines Mm -hmm. right now. They're saying, you know, you know, Trump says that this is bad for their base. He's worried that they're going to lose. Republicans are worried that they're going to lose the upcoming election because of these um, things, uh, of these uh, Supreme Court rulings. They're playing this game because they want to play mind games that, oh, of course we're going to win this election. Of course we're going to win this midterm election. We're going to c- take control of the House and uh, the Senate because you know that ruling is crazy people are going to go turn out and vote you know i'm not going to go out and vote people were saying the same thing with trump saying now nah, he's a uh, uh this is a ridiculous candidate he's not going to win and we were we did not turn out to vote and guess what he got elected into power and that's why they i, I feel like we have to read in between the headlines when it comes down to this uh-huh. they're they're saying they're trying to play mind games and say hey you know, we're going to definitely lose. Like, like, oh my gosh, we're definitely going to lose. But they're hoping that you don't go out and vote. Right. Mm-hmm. Play into their fear that they're going to lose power and go out and vote. And the yeah. thing is, they have an upper hand on us because they have like the hive mind mentality. That's why they all can focus on one thing and get that one thing done. That's why they're so efficient. Talk about Every, sheep. Everybody man. else, we're over here with inner conflicts within our own circle. This is going on. That's going on. And we're all scared of each other. And those dudes are like, yo. 
we're all ganging up. We're doing this one thing, and then we do the next thing together as well. Like they get in groups and do one thing and get it done, and then they get the next thing and get it done together. We're over here trying to do a hundred fucking things and getting nowhere. I think you brought up an excellent point, kind of like in this is that we need to work together. So if you look, if you are, you know, we talk about the black and brown community. We may not agree on everything, but we can't agree on this. The white community that's practical, that's tear away from whether you're, I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat. If you are against fundamentally what's going on right now in this country, which I don't care what they're saying. When you look at the definition of fascism and totalitarianism, we're heading toward that point. That's a defined way where the state is sort of defining rules where they're basically restricting others' access to having the same rights of liberty and freedoms. That's totalitarianism and that's fascism. And whether you're a Republican white person from the Philadelphia, you know, suburbs, or whether you're a Democrat from the heart of Detroit, whether you're a white person from California, or whether you're basically a Republican who's just kind of fiscal conservative from Texas. If you feel that something's going wrong, then you need to join the blacks who are practical, not because we don't have all blacks online either. You got the Clarence Thomases of the world who mm-hmm. are just more far right than any sort of right winger that's out in some sort of white militia. There's a black face out here. Exactly. Basically. But if we're all like-minded, Asian community, Latino community, we don't have to agree. I think I like one on everything, but I like what Benjamin Franklin said. Benjamin Franklin said during the revolution, surely... We must all hang together or surely we will all hang separately. And Mm -hmm. I think that is where we're at. Mm -hmm. We need to hang together or we will hang separately. And in particularly about the young community uh, that we sometimes talk to a lot, you got to put the killing down. You got to put the guns down shooting at each other and realize there is a demise to get rid of you. You fighting over some cocaine, a crack, or some pills. Petty beefs. None of you are, for the last time I checked, Pfizer. None of you are are a part of Bayer Labs. None of you are producing mass chemicals. I don't see too many chemical engineers that's running around on the block in these gangs. So you're not putting the drugs out there, but you're killing yourselves over. You're not basically owning any of these streets or blocks that you claim, but you're willing to kill yourself over. The cartel producing that shit. You don't, you're, you're, and, you're not and, even doing that. And some of the cartels right down there at City Hall. Exactly. And so even if, well, you kill me, I got to kill you, or you killed my uncle three, you know, three decades ago, so we still fighting. The reality is that there is a concentrated and calculated and, and sort of a divine plan on their point, as they think is divine, but it's not. It's demonic. To eradicate you. There's there's no accident when even you're black and brown, when you go to a jail, they separate you and you have to be with that crew and that crew. You got to be with the blacks, you got to be with the whites, you got to be with this, you got to be with that. It is a plan being manipulated to play you. So I would just say, put the guns down. Let's top all this intelligentsia talk. And that's plan and execute. So any... 
you know, anything, I guess, pardon for you guys. I mean, I know we're traveling this summer. I mean, I've seen some great places like the Grand Canyon already and stuff like that. I mean, is there anything good on you guys' list, uh, you know, for, the, for, for I guess, the next few weeks? Mm-hmm. I think in August I'll be in Vegas. That's okay, it. Okay, so if you... In yeah. August, in Vegas, stop by. See, yeah. Nah, I'm going to be competing in Evo, so check your boy out. <laughs> stop laughing. <laughs> no, I'm just kind of getting off of what Larry said. <laughs> You're getting off of what? What? Oh, no, no, what? Pause. Hey. Pause. Oh, okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. okay. We're open oh. in here. Don't worry about it. Uh, no, we're not. Uh, so, <laughs> so what about you, Keith? Uh, nothing much coming up recently. I okay. mean, what's coming up? He's yeah. just keeping his head to the to the grindstone. Yes. What about you, man? Being a carpenter. Like Jesus? <laughs> like Jesus. I'm being Jesus. Hey, Zeus, for you. Because <laughs> you know we want to make sure that we stay correct here. Exactly. Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus. Isa, for those in our Arabic population. <laughs> anyway, but uh, look, I think for me, is uh, I have a couple of business travel and things going. And that's the thing. You know, we got to stay focused. We got to find that we got to do more than one thing, right? And so uh, we just want to focus. Look, here's what I want to focus on. If you're not watching some of these great things that our media marketing director, Keith, is doing out on TikTok and sort of YouTube, you need to watch them. I mean, I talk about innovative clips about our show, asking you to listen to what you think, because, you know, we're sitting here talking, but, you know, you know. All the time, you don't give a damn about what we think. You want to, of course, let let us know what you think. So he's interviewing you. He's going around. He's getting your takes, getting your thoughts. You got to catch us. If you see us, like that button. Go to our show. Tell us that you're interested. And, of course, uh, you know, all the great work we're doing. We're on all the platforms with three black guys and Larry. So it doesn't matter whether you're on Spotify, whether you're on sort of Apple Music, Apple Pods, whether you're on Google, whether you're on Pandora, whether you're on any type of platform, we are there. And you can always go to our website and check out some of our earlier episodes. But anyway, I want everyone to be blessed, be happy, stay vigilant. No, vigilant. Is that a word? It's a, it is now. It is now. Yes. <laughs> We're creating stay stuff. Stay diligent. Stay vigilant. And most importantly, there it is. Stay safe and stay dangerous. Out. Peace out. See ya. Peace.